Jesus entered Jerusalem, many people spread their cloaks on the roads, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor, David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he went into the temple, and when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. That was Palm Sunday. But what happened on Monday? Had Jesus been running for president, the cable news talk shows would be praising his campaign for a well-orchestrated event on Sunday. But then on Monday, it all falls apart. Jesus goes off script. He commits a gaffe that undoes, undoes his last successful 24 hours, and it all begins to spiral tragically out of control. Of course, Jesus is not running for president. He's the Messiah. But on Monday, he doesn't seem like a Messiah. What is going on here? Now, it all starts with Jesus being hungry. And I don't know about you, but some of my worst days start with me being hungry. They're walking alongside the road, returning from Jerusalem, returning to Jerusalem from Bethany, where they had spent the night. And Jesus sees a fig tree. He gets up hope. Nothing like fresh figs to satisfy your hunger. There's only one problem. There are no figs on the tree. And it's not because the tree is diseased or derelict. There are no figs because it isn't fig season, Jesus. If anyone should know this, you should know this. But finding this figless tree in the midst of his hunger, Jesus curses the tree. May no one ever eat fruit from you again, he says. And his disciples hear it. Now that would be enough, but the day keeps going. Soon they go on from that tree and return to the temple. And maybe Jesus is still in a bad mood. He's yet to get food. But he steps into that temple, the temple he had peeked at on Sunday. And he returns this time, it seems, with a plan. After taking a look around, he begins to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple. He overturns the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. I can see the birds and the money flying everywhere. He would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And throwing over the tables, he shouts as he does it, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. A den of robbers, he shouts. First, he curses a fig tree that doesn't have figs. Then he curses out everyone in the temple. Does Jesus have an anger problem? Now, seeing what he does at the temple, the chief priests and the scribes, Mark tells us they keep looking for a way to kill him. And by the end of the week, they find the way. And later, Monday evening, after the chaos of that day, Jesus and his disciples head back out of town to Bethany. Bethany's a suburb a few miles outside of Jerusalem where Jesus liked to stay. They're getting a night's rest after the chaos, and on the way they pass again that cursed fig tree. Look, Peter says, the fig tree you cursed, it's dead. And what is Jesus' response? Have faith in God, Jesus says. Have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if you say to this mountain, 
be taken up and thrown in the sea. And you do not doubt, but believe in your heart what you say will come to pass. It will be done for you. And I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Hmm. That's what happened. The day after Palm Sunday, it was a strange day, not what we'd expect of Jesus. Now, of course, since the beginning of the gospel, Jesus has been defying expectations. The first words that Jesus spoke in the gospel of Mark warns us that the unexpected is coming. The time is fulfilled, he proclaimed in Galilee. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. In other words, a new age has dawned. This is a new season. Business, as usual, is over. If you expected things to stay the same, then you're going to be disappointed. Jesus shows up and everything's turned on its head as he introduces us to the kingdom of God. And from that point on, Jesus has encounter after encounter that defies our everyday expectations. People he, he runs into whose lives have been out of season for years encounter Jesus and after the encounter begin producing fruit out of season. A paralytic, unable to walk, his friends hear that Jesus is in town and they want to take their paralytic friend to him. But it's too late. The crowds are too large and they can't get anywhere near Jesus. They might as well go home. What do you expect? And suddenly a hole appears in the roof above Jesus' head. A stretcher is let down through the roof, through that hole with the paralytic on it. Stand up. Take up your mat and go home, Jesus says. And the man stands up for the first time in his life and goes home, defying all expectations. He bears fruit out of season. There's a man named Jairus comes to Jesus. His daughter is sick. Moments from death, Jesus, can you heal her? And on the way to heal her, Jesus gets interrupted. He's delayed, and while delayed, the girl dies. You might as well go home, Jesus. There's nothing more to do. What do you expect? But as Jesus continues on, he enters the house where the girl is, into her room where this dead girl lies, and he calls out, she's not dead, she's only asleep. And he takes her by the hand. Little girl, get up, he says. And defying all expectation, she gets up. She's alive. She bears fruit out of season. A man brings his boy to Jesus. He's sick with a demon. From childhood, the demon has tormented him. If you are able, Jesus, have pity on us and help us. If I am able, Jesus says. All things are possible for the one who believes. And Jesus casts the demon out of that boy. He defies all expectations. The boy returns to normal life. He bears fruit out of season. And then Jesus comes to a fig tree. He's hungry, but there is no fruit. It's not fig season. It's business as usual with the fig tree. And Jesus comes to the temple, a house of prayer for all people. But the money changers and the dove peddlers and the religious leaders have turned the worship into profit. And there's no place for people searching for God, for those on the edges of society cast out by the religious elite. All are not welcome there. And there is no fruit. It's business as usual in the temple. And so Jesus curses the fig tree and he curses the temple. 
Why? Well, it's a new season. And there's still no fruit. Everyone is acting as if nothing has changed. Have faith in God, Jesus replies. And truly I tell you, if you say to a mountain, be taken up and be thrown into the sea. And if you believe it in your heart, well, then it will be done, Jesus says. In other words, you should start expecting unexpected things to happen. Start believing that mountains can just root up and fly into the sea. Start believing that paralytics can walk. Start believing that dead girls can live again. Start believing that the temple could be a house of prayer for all people and that trees can bear fruit even out of season. Believe the good news, Jesus says. Believe that the kingdom of God has come near and when the kingdom comes, the unexpected happens. So what would it look like if we, this church, believed that kind of good news? Now, I imagine we'd be a church filled with all kinds of people, people who look different and talk different, live different. It would quite literally be a house of prayer for all people, where broken people could come and find hope. I imagine it would be a church where old and young are respected and all are treated with value, where everyone is treated like they are in season and have fruit to bear. I imagine it would be a church that sees suffering people in the community and dreamt of ways to help instead of just offering prayers for someone else to help. I imagine it would be a church that shares with even each other when there is a need among us. It would be a church, I imagine, that sees people not as they are, but as they could be through the life-changing, unexpected power of God. I imagine it would be a church that prays bold prayers. Prayers of faith, prayers that could possibly even move mountains that stand in the way. I imagine it would be a church that was always in season, no matter the time of year, always producing the fruit of hope and mercy and justice so that the world may eat of the fruit of God and live. And it sounds rather unbelievable. These things in the gospel, these things that Jesus asks of us, it's too much to expect, isn't it? And yeah, it is unbelievable. What do you expect? But Jesus says to us, have faith in God. Have faith in God and believe the good news. Because it's happening. All around us, it's happening. The kingdom of God has come near. Lives are being transformed. Churches are bearing fruit. Hope and mercy and justice are coming into season. May God give us that grace to believe, to have that kind of faith, and to be an evergreen, always fruitful church as we live in hope, as we treat each other in mercy, as we fight for justice in a world that is ready to bloom with the fruit of the kingdom of God. Because the time is fulfilled. It is here. The kingdom of God and Jesus has come near, and it is all around us. May we repent of our lack of of imagination and believe the good news and expect the unexpected. Amen.